0: Listening to that jam as we come in. What do y'all think about that beat? Welcome like it. to Three Hours Sports for Reckless Speculation. Now, on Wednesday nights at nine o'clock, as always, we start with three of us because one of us can't show up on time. Roger. Right. All right, guys, welcome in, Robbie Davis. Are you bringing your A game tonight, Robbie?
1: Um, You know what? I think I just got a feeling this is going to be the best show we've done yet. That's
0: awesome. So I probably should get it shared out to all the people in the universe that could watch it. And uh, we could actually get. Yeah, uh, if, if this
1: can be if this can be our audition, I like it.
0: I'm blocking our shot here. Like and share River City Media on Facebook, on YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify, and on coming soon TikTok. Speaking of that, our TikTok TikTok. expert, B Chain, here with (laughs) us in the house.
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say quite a TikTok expert, uh, (laughs) but uh, now I'm excited about the show too. I unfortunately didn't get to prep as long as I wanted to, but um, I'm. I think we can, we can wing it here. We got a pretty good knowledge of, of the topic. so wait, it's gonna be good.
1: Wait, we may advertise on TikTok. I don't between know. between like the. Uh, I'll I'll leave I that hours that be.
2: We could we could do short clips of our podcasts and roll them.
0: Like this, when, like when Raj mm. gets mad because we tell him that. Um, The AC or the the PAC 12 isn't as good Mm -hmm. as the other conference.
1: Actually, actually, I think we should do a segment about explaining what TikTok is and see how much we know about what TikTok actually is. Uh,
0: Okay. I know there's a lot of girls on there in skinny bikinis.
1: Okay. That's what I know. what TikTok is. I do not know. I, 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 No, I I actually. I talked some things on Twitter, but.
2: I got on it because there's uh, this thing called Bourbon TikTok where there's like this big group of people all across that share thoughts and reviews on bourbon and stuff. So,
1: okay, was... so right. I, I I apologize. I was making fun of TikTok. I'm the only one not on TikTok, <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> the loose, I'm the loser I'm the loser. So I, I I gotta go to TikTok now. Yeah. To figure out what's going on? No, I got on. No, that's why let's, I got on. Let's, Let's bring
0: Raj in and see if he's on TikTok.
1: The next thing I know, you guys are like, yeah, we're neighbors in the metaverse. Raj, (laughs) can you please
0: tell us what TikTok is? It's something
3: for porn. That's what I call it. Just Just kidding. Uh, I'm not on TikTok. I know what it is, but now that Randall said it has People in skinny bikinis. I think uh, Frankie Valley and the Beach Boys over there has got me uh, <laughs> ready to go and uh, to get back in the 50s from when he was born. Uh, for the record, I... I was
0: not born in the 50s for the
3: record. <laughs> well, I just haven't heard skinny bikinis in a long time. That's why I thought my apologies. Uh, for the record, I was signed on at nine o'clock and I believe uh, you guys had a bet and uh, even though he ran a Decided to show me late, which I can't blame him. I was on time. First time ever. I don't know Seems who won fishy. or who lost. I know we I, I was trying really hard to.
0: We were promptly into our countdown. So countdown. What the hell is that? You need to be here twenty seconds early. I know that's a that's tough. That's, oh, a, stretch. that's a stretch. That's a stretch.
3: <laughs> that's just impossible. Come on. All right, now, yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to
0: it. I am um, going to do a little posting while we get into this first subject. But I want to start with just a gut reaction. First question, firing out, not really the topic we're going to talk about. Did we play 12 games, 13 games in conference championships? I
1: love the internet.
0: Did we get to the best four teams in college football, Raj Mehta?
1: Yeah,
3: That's my uh, expert opinion. Robbie?
1: Robbie I, Davis? I totally missed the question. It, it froze. What was the question?
0: Did, did we get to the best four teams in college football?
1: So Cincinnati is playing for every <clears throat> non-Power 5 program in America today. Um. They need to show a strong presence. um I just can't see Alabama losing this game. Um, they know what's at stake. Oh, do we the best four um I'm okay with it. uh I don't mind it. you know so that's a no let's let record. Alabama have its top but the problem is. You have Notre Dame and five doesn't have a head coach, um, and then there's just, and we'll get to this later. I don't know how you expand to more than four because there's only four good teams. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm. I mean, do I do I think it's a foregone conclusion? Yeah, maybe. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't I can't fault the committee for what they did. Brenda Jane, now, my words,
0: my words are very specific in this question. Is this the four best teams? Did we get to it?
2: No, I don't think so. But like Robbie said, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I think with all the politics involved, you have to kind of land here where they did. Um, you know, it could be a totally different scenario one, if if the conferences and the Big Ten weren't as lopsided as they are, um, like if there was actually a, a good team on the other side. Uh, Wisconsin occasionally is, but they just weren't this year. So you pretty much had the Big Ten championship, Michigan versus Ohio State. And unlike Alabama-Georgia, one of those teams does not get a rematch or uh, slide into the, to the playoff slot. So – Potentially, Ohio State could have been in there um, if they didn't get Wally mopped by the team up north. But, again, you know, and I know that will get to one of our later subjects, so I won't elaborate too much now. But, uh, no, short answer. Hey, no.
1: Hey. Well, just real quick, um, Brandon, what, when, when it was the leaders and legends, was mm-hmm. Michigan Ohio State on opposite divisions? No, okay.
2: they still
3: played.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, they've always been on. And so is Michigan State, and those are usually the three best teams. And because they were State, both
3: legends, you know.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but that. no, we've we've always had Penn State, um, uh, Michigan, Michigan State on that on that side. So, you know, unfortunately, it's lopsided. Um, I wish they would fix that. So it, it would be a more interesting big 10 championship. Hey, Cause you were, go ahead. Sorry.
3: No, I was just going to take a, a serious stab. I agree entirely, but what if the insular sec wasn't that great? Meaning that we put a lot of faith in Georgia because in the ugliest game of the year, they barely beat number three, Clemson 10 to three. From then they got vaulted to the top. And after that, like, I hate to say this, but their most impressive win to me was hammering Tennessee at Tennessee, who ended up being a good team. But they run into a really good team, which Alabama is no matter what every year, and they get smoked again. So who's to say they're one of the best four teams? Um, What about a team like Baylor, who lost at Oklahoma State when they were ranked and a few things didn't go their way. They lost by two at TCU. They've beaten everybody else. they got a great coach. Um, you, you know, I understand the same logic. I'm applying to Georgia. I could apply to Old Miss, but, uh, you know, I'm just going by how teams look towards the end of the year and who I would not want to face.
1: And,
0: Unfortunately, um, yeah. one of the – Well, Raj, uh, I,
1: get, I get that argument, but not for a Big 12 team. I get that argument more for Notre Dame. So Notre Dame well, yeah. say say against Georgia, like, hey, Notre, we lost to Cincinnati. Um, and we played a tougher schedule. I agree with you. Georgia didn't do much. Like they, they scheduled tough, but the schedule didn't end up being tough. Like Clemson's mediocre. The SEC East is terrible. And so I can see that argument. More, you can't do a two or three loss Big 12 championship. That, that, that's out. No, but Notre I Dame, I think Notre Dame has a, has a legit argument against Georgia.
3: Hold on. Just I mean, I'm just right saying here, by go. teams that I look at. Hold like, on, I think yeah. Utah is somebody nobody wants to face right now.
1: But they have they three lost losses from game. earlier
3: in the year. No, that's the who they lost. I'm just saying based on the eye test, who are the right. best four teams was the question, and I would not put Georgia up there.
0: So hold on a second. One of the functions of the college football playoffs is the number of losses. You are penalized for losing a football game. The fact that you do not get two lost teams in is, is to that factor it is hard for a two lost team to jump any one lost team I agree I, I said that because I don't think we did get the top five, four teams in I think we got the right four teams in but I don't think we got the best four teams in
1: and that's going to lead
0: into our next question who, who,
1: who are your top Who, who are your four deserving teams
0: the four deserving teams are the four that got in.
1: Okay, Who are the right four then? Who are right for? the right four?
0: The best four teams in the country are Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, and debate. I, I, Notre, I, Dame. I'll go uh, Notre I, Dame. Georgia, Notre Dame. But you can't tell me on a neutral field right now, Ohio State's not a favorite over Cincinnati. Ohio State, Michigan
1: But that's gambling. Right? That's gambling. You just told me that Ohio State was a seven and a half point favorite over Michigan. That's gambling. That's not
2: if, that,
3: that, that's not,
1: said, that's not that's not if Cincinnati court. runs the
2: ball against
3: Ohio State, they'll run for eight yeah, yards. But, but so he doesn't
1: understand gam- Vegas be- Vegas makes and we all know this, Vegas make lines to put equal side on both sides. That's not what they think. That's what they hope the public perceives.
0: Okay, take take gambling out of it. I believe in we my can't. heart Ohio <laughs> State is a better football team than Notre Dame. But Notre Dame should be ranked ahead of Ohio State.
1: Well, that, that's so contradictory. Like, like, hey. They are
0: ranked ahead.
2: But, but They that, are. That,
1: Mm-hmm. yeah they're that, number five or six that's like saying Brandon's better than building a house than me but I'd choose you to build a house no you wouldn't that, like, no you can't have it both ways
0: alright then here leads, leads into the next question choose another, another builder, builder. I'm sorry it's for the right number then to me one of the best teams down the stretch this year is baylor let's put baylor in baylor finishes number seven in any other division in ncaa football baylor would be hosting a home football game this weekend in the playoffs do is it time for us to go to eight robbie you 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 seem like you've got a strong opinion on this one you're looking you're, you're, you're deep thinking.
1: Strong opinion, Robbie? There is actually I would be intrigued for a legitimate opinion for why you shouldn't be banned for. Um one it's too many games and, and 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 we'll get into the bowl section later. I love football. More football is better than less football. But unnecessary football is not better than necessary football. So if we went to eight, you'd have Ole Miss, Baylor, Ohio State, Notre Dame in there right now. All of them, so Ole Miss three losses, Baylor three losses, Ohio State two losses. No, like they just don't belong. And I get the home field, like the, the allure of it. But no, there's not. In, in total, the college football game gets more parity like the NFL, then I welcome the expansion. And we'll see what uh, the NIL does with college football. I think it's going to still be more the haves and haves not. But no, 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 no one wants to see Ole Miss against Alabama again. Um, and no one wants to see, and if you get to, don't start me on sixteen. No freaking way. That's that's Iowa being playing against Michigan. We just saw that. We just saw it. No. So stick to four and um, be happy with it and enjoy it. But don't freaking play it on New Year's Eve. That's the stupidest. T- I don't understand what's going on. Why is it on New Year's Eve? Don't understand it.
0: All right, Jane. How stupid. about? We don't make it. How about we reserve spots for the conference champions in these eight teams? If you win the Pac-12, you automatically get in. If you have five losses and you win the Pac-12, you're in the college football playoffs. Is that another alternative to it?
2: No, I think that's worse. Um, I mean, you're ultimately trying to get to the best best teams um, in there. So I think eight teams. I would definitely not do more than that if they ever do expand it. Um, I think you could get an occasional one or two teams that, you know, pull a, pull an upset or two, knock off, uh, you know, a top favorite um, because that's going to come down to coaching and scheming. Um, when you have a month to prepare, you're going to see the coaches really dig into game film and really study uh, weaknesses and exploit those. So I think that becomes more of a a coaching battle. And obviously we know Saban's been one of the greatest at that of all time. So he, I don't see him losing to Cincinnati for sure, but it's just, you're going to end up at the same spot more times than not. I mean, you're going to have those top four, like you said, you can probably change out this year, maybe a Notre Dame over Cincinnati uh, or if Baylor didn't have three losses, you know, potentially Baylor could slide up in there uh, and it beat somebody. But 16 is just ridiculous. Um, I'm happy with four. Uh, I mean, you got to draw a line somewhere uh, in, you know, two lost teams are really hard to get in. So,
0: so Raj, who is the team not in the playoffs that would have the best chance to win the national championship? Hmm, that's a good question um
3: i would oof, i'd say notre dame i'm just thinking of teams i wouldn't want to face notre dame right now old miss baylor utah and that's about it i wouldn't want to see any of those four teams and and i guess that makes an argument for eight teams if you will but if that's the case, then we have to limit the number of regular season games, and that cuts into the non-conference, and then that cuts cuts into Duke's Mayo and Landing Tree's ability to spend billions of dollars on useless college football games that don't matter. So I think Notre Dame should be in. I'm just going to stop there. But, I mean, if your only loss was to an undefeated team that was ranked two in the polls and four in the freaking playoffs and put them in, at least it's new blood. But – um yeah, I do think 16 is much, but I, I think eight would have been great this year, and, and I would have put Utah, Ole Miss, and Baylor at, right up there, and then to a lesser extent uh, Oklahoma State and obviously Notre Dame. This,
1: this is like the equivalent of the NCAA tournament trying to tweak 64, 68 to get like, yeah, I get it, to money grab, but don't. Mess with perfection, like perfection. Just don't do it. Don't like the cause. What they said about the BCS, season is awesome. yo no, no, everyone agreed. I well, mean, not everyone, but most people agree. Be a computer formula is stupid. And they got the fourteen playoff. That's great. Don't expand it. There's no reason to expand. It. The only reason to expand it is more games, more money, and don't always chase <clears> the money.
0: All right, guys, we'll come back a little bit later, but everybody seems pretty satisfied that we have a quality playoff. Alabama, double-digit favorite over Cincinnati. Georgia, about a seven, seven and a half, matters where I've looked. Favorite over Michigan. That might be that might where you hear me put somebody on upset alert because I really like this Michigan football team. But we'll get to that a little later. We'll swing back. But last word on the BCS. Robbie, are you excited about the playoffs? And are is one of these opening rounds hold something other than the obvious?
1: So um, yes, I'm excited about them. I'm excited about so. Uh, Alabama Cincinnati has its own intrigue about like. Cincinnati's playing for everyone. Um, Every small guy. Um, I just don't think Alabama loses focus in this game. I think they came out with Georgia with a laser focus. They continue to – like, Alabama can't be the UVA of college basketball and lose to the Cinderella. Um, I think Bryce Young takes Mm – like, Cincinnati's defense is really good, but I think Bryce Young takes what they give him. Um, In the other matchup – well, one, it's a uniform porn. Georgia and Michigan, great uniforms going against each other. Um, and it's strength on strength. Uh, Michigan wants to run the ball. Georgia wants to stop the run. I give the edge to Georgia early. I think it's going to come down to who turns the ball over. Georgia's QB is always a question mark. But I think – I'm gonna say this. Kirby's gonna regret not getting the backup quarterback more reps during the season. They were blowing out everybody. He blew a chance of getting that guy comfortable. Um uh, I think Georgia wins. I think it's a close game. I would definitely take the point seven and a half on Michigan.
0: I agree with you. I think Nick Saban in the SEC championship game does the quarterback switch. He's yeah. proved that he would have done it if he thought it baffed and went. Rog, same question to you. Is there an upside? By the way, great comment by Aaron Burke. Half the the season is unnecessary in college football. Uh, Anybody that watched week 10 of the SEC season would agree with that. Rog, is there anything out there that is off the beaten path that will be a storyline after the first round? The first round? Oh, of the – Yeah, the opening two games.
3: Oh. uh, Hopefully just new blood. I don't think anybody really wants to see Alabama versus Georgia. Um, And I think Michigan's going to win, and I think it'll be, you know, Michigan versus Alabama, traditional powers with, as Robbie notes, two of the coolest helmets ever. Um, I'd love to see Cincinnati in there as well, but I don't think that's going to happen. But hopefully the story is upsets and not. To, and it's not just their SEC teams. Nobody wants to see the same two teams battle, let alone from the same conference, and especially when one team literally owns the other. There's nothing fun in that. So hopefully it's just a, a matchup we haven't seen, and um, hopefully traditional powers also. And hopefully I'll stop saying hopefully.
0: <laughs> hopefully, Brendan, you have something better than that. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I don't. I agree uh, not much. Uh I concur. I think Michigan can pull this one out. Um even though I'm rooting against them hundred percent. Um and I'm anxious to see how close Cincinnati can keep it. Like like Robbie said, they're they're playing for everyone. I mean, they're well coached, they've got good athletes. I mean, it's the oldest team in college football, I believe. I think they've got like 37 seniors or something crazy on their team. Um, so i am just, you know, I would love to see that be a close game. I think Bama definitely wins that. I don't see Saban losing this game. Um, it, was, I would love to see like an Auburn-Alabama type game out of this Cincinnati team. That would be, you know, a great hype to watch. And then – also, kind of back up that Cincinnati should be there.
1: Um, I, I will say this real quickly. If it's Alabama-Georgia again, there is absolutely no way the SEC will consent to a larger playoff. If they get their two champions in the championship again, no, it's not expanding they're going to keep collecting their money
3: because then they could get exposed.
1: They, I don't. It doesn't matter what the, the what the risk is. The, the reward is no, we're going to keep money.
3: Keeping their money. No, I agree. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I am
0: going to give you the rich get richer. Mind. Yeah. I'm I I really feel like this could play out. Michigan is a team of destiny. Uh, I think we saw that in the Braves this year. Sometimes teams just get on the roll It's at the right time. I almost feel like Michigan is just a team that's supposed to be there this year. Getting past Alabama is one thing, but I really think they're going to get past Georgia, and I think that sets up a really good finals, but we'll see. Moving on to the next subject, which last week Ended up in a great debate about conferences, but let's recap real quickly. The openings in college football that's been filled, of course, Lincoln Riley going to USC, which we covered last week. And also, uh, we talked about Brian Kelly going to LSU. Quickly, and kind of quickly, we covered this, but I wanted to get a little more opinion. And I've been able to read a little more on this guy. Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame is a very interesting hire. 35 years old, former Ohio State player, a monster recruiter, in 12 months won over that locker room. I first thought that was, was a ridiculous hire. But, Roger, I've kind of got behind this hire. You were early on on Marcus Freeman. Is he what Notre Dame needs to be? Kind of find that athlete that gets them to the next level.
3: Absolutely. I mean, not to be overly chauvinistic or misogynistic, but have you seen his wife? Oof. Smoking hot. She's she's smoking. But um, you know, Notre Dame is about tradition and continuity. Uh I cannot require uh remember rather recall the former defensive coordinator at Notre Dame that the administration that Brian Kelly sacrificed, if you guys recall, the uh, their OC and DC. So, because it wasn't Kelly's fault when they had like a four-win year, uh, but they brought in uh, Marcus Freeman, and wow, I mean, just an amazing coach. The kids, you know, like USC's Dante Williams, just a phenomenal recruiter. Kids love him; uh, everybody wants to play for him. But obviously, he wasn't ready to be the guy. Uh, Marcus Freeman is. There's no doubt about it. And again, Notre Dame and Stanford are the two most intelligent programs in the country that, are, that recruit, not including Harvard. Notre Dame's not spending twenty billion, million. And, and yeah, uh, right. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame's not spending $20 million to get some guy from somewhere else that's unproven and a big name. And they're promoting from within. They're not changing anything. None of their kids are going to transfer out because Marcus Freeman
0: were, was hired as the head man. Um, I to mention, this around the horn, I'd give you about four points for that uh, comment right there if this was around the horn.
3: Hell yeah. And, and even
0: Notre Dame, I commend them for this. You know,
3: the four horsemen, Newt Rockney, Rudy, you think they're this traditional program that doesn't really uh, exemplify change. But, you know, don't forget about Tyrone Willingham years ago. And they're not afraid. To, to make the the non-fireworks hire, if you will. Um, I think this is a sensational hire. I kind of bummed out. I was hoping they'd hire some unproven dummy with a, with a name, but um, I think they're going to be better with Freeman than they were under uh, Brian Kelly, and I think the recruiting is going to be the first
0: thing. Kids love this guy. Robbie, and – we in college football have still struggled to get it right. I think pro football has done a little better with a, uh, embracing the minority coaches. But the one thing about college football, 35, African-American, a monster recruiter, that seems like somebody that can go into homes and get kids from Florida, from California, from Texas. Did you like the hire?
1: All I- right. Let me pause on answering this question and pose a question. Uh, cause I heard it posed I think, uh, maybe Dan Patrick show today. Um, each of you, quick, quick reaction. Who wins a championship first? Brian Kelly at LSU or Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame?
2: Marcus Freeman. Brian Kelly. Neither.
3: Marcus okay. Freeman, former Cincinnati defensive coordinator, by the way. That guy can coach, man. They who, can. who keeps
0: their job longer? I'll go Marcus Freeman.
3: Um, nobody likes Brian Kelly. The quarterback was actually
2: decent. Just if Ed on Orgeron could win and their the best national recruit. championship in LSU, Brian Kelly is going to win a national championship. Ed Orgeron, championship.
0: Let's he's give, likeable. Let's give he change. like Jumbo, and you come over to barbecue. And, There's about four points. <laughs> nobody change, likes but. Brian Kelly, dude. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Robbie. Take it back. Nobody does. We nope. seem to be split on that subject.
1: Okay. Yeah. So what was the question again? Original question.
0: You Before. posed it.
1: No, I posed my with own question. He posed recruit, a question to me.
0: With his oh. ability to recruit, does he take? To me, Rods just said it a minute ago. Notre Dame is an educational institution in a lot of ways. but if Notre Dame wants to go into these homes with a and recruit better. He fits the demographic, being a, thir- a young African-American, very charismatic. Can Marcus yeah. Freeman recruit yeah. athletes to Notre Dame? Where in the past, it would have been that stuffy, kind of tied-down shirt shirt environment. And you so, answer your question, Robbie. Brian
1: If you're 18, what draws you to Notre Dame? Like, I mean, what, like, they have no history in your lifetime. It's cold. It's in the middle of nowhere. I just don't like they. They don't play anybody really. Like they play, like that. Once, once Lincoln Riley comes into Southern Cal, that undefeated season's over. Lincoln Riley's gonna roll over SC or over Notre Dame. I'm sorry, They're, he's gonna roll over them. Michigan's getting better. Like, like they, they're, they're, There's just no place in success but for that coach You've position. been there, right? You've been to
3: Notre Dame and you've seen a game there. It's unlike anything I've ever seen.
1: Yeah.
3: I think it's the number one game day experience in the country. If I guess you believe, and, and, and they force the tradition and touchdown Jesus yeah. and the Grotto and all those things and
0: if you're Catholic, you can't yeah. step on the campus Rob,
3: without seeing it. It's a gorgeous campus.
0: That is I agree with you. For me, I saw the ninety one game, Tennessee at Notre Dame. But that really is not a rel- It is That's a not modern game day. God. I mean, they've done fine. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's relative in twenty twenty one to the kids.
3: I mean, they're still been a top ten team most of the last like four well, or five years. Brian
1: Kelly was there. So Brian like. Don't dismiss how good Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's won everywhere he's gone. I am fairly dismissive of. A he's a winning a winning as so coach. Yes, does win. Notre
2: Dame and Notre Dame history too, by the way.
1: Yeah, like 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 I get you don't like his personality, but he's a winner. He, he I think Notre Dame. I think,
3: I think the elephant in this room is that a lot of people don't think that kids from certain parts of the country or kids that aren't as interested, perhaps academically, are not interested in Notre Dame, that they are not as uh, universally applicable or or appetizing as, like, Georgia, per se. It's not warm. uh, But they've managed to do pretty well so far. And personally, I loathed Notre Dame growing up. I'm a big SC guy. I stepped on that campus, and SC plays them at Notre Dame in mid-October. The leaves were changing. Yeah, I like Rudy, but honestly, it was the most beautiful game day and setting I've ever seen. The people are nice. It's a gorgeous campus. The academics are pretty much second to Stanford in terms of your, your major D1 programs. And, and times are changing. That's a huge focus nowadays. Um, you, know, you know The program, the movie is not relevant anymore.
1: And yeah. campus settings have never changed. It is not about that. It's about getting the into emphasis the league.
0: About getting I, to the league. I, I agree yeah, with that. I, that. Nick, Saban, I mean, Nick
1: Saban sells that. You can, you can be a 3rd string running back for two years. All you need is one great year. You're in the NFL. That's our motto. That's what he does. If that were the case, right, Brandon, USC,
3: who has some of the most pros in the NFL, but the program sucks. So Brandon, I think Notre
1: Dame's look, got
0: a ton of dudes go pro lately. Uh, Let's get your, your view of Marcus Friedman, because the next one is going to derail us for a while.
2: Yeah, so I think it was a great hire. Uh, obviously, he comes from a good pedigree, being from Ohio State, playing there. Um, knows, knows how to coach. He's a great recruiter. I think he won that locker room instantaneously with that hire. Um, you didn't see people jumping on the transfer portal to Raj's point. Uh, I think he will recruit, especially this first year, maybe two years, um, better than Brian Kelly uh being the head there. Um but it's still gonna be I mean Brian Kelly did a great job recruiting. I mean he, he had tons of talent come through there. Don't get me wrong. I, I think Marcus will, will do just fine in that aspect. I mean he's like a player's coach. He reminds me of Mike Vrabel uh, for instance. You know he's he's been there he's gone through it all um and You know, the the players are going to want to play harder for someone that they like and that's going to bat for them than, you know, like you said, a tied-down shirt, just a, you know, regular guy. So that brings me to my question for you guys. Can we please talk about Brian Kelly's speech at the game with this country-southern accent that he tried to do? Like (laughs) – Did y'all see that? What in the hell was that? He had to slow it
3: down so you people could understand.
2: (laughs) Me and my family. That shit was hilarious. He he has never (laughs) talked like that in his entire life. I mean, it was I, like... I feel like the fired, president
3: and the PR guy at LSU were yeah, like, need to slow it nah, down, make people like Fire
2: your you. PR guy, because that was the worst, <laughs> worst thing. That is not how you're going to get in.
1: But anyway, to this to yeah, point... He, he hey, 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 he might as well do instant grits down in Louisiana.
3: <laughs>
1: My cousin, any
3: reference for anybody yeah. that's under
0: 40? Hey, we're we're going to get just a little, little snip. I had this pulled up, Brandon. Thank you. Well, this is a
3: great way to get started. And I
0: haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great day. It's a big great big day. What? My family, and family. family. My family. an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. Okay. Nick Stanton's yeah. him by 40. sleazy, this, this this sleazy
3: politician, by the way. He's from Massachusetts. Uh, so, yeah, also, exactly. Notre Dame <laughs> is right behind so, Georgia with active NFL players, for the record, ahead of Clemson, but anyway.
0: The worst Southern exactly, accent. Exactly,
2: because Brian Kelly was all. there, too. But The we'll worst
0: see. Southern accent since I think.
2: Oh, it's been awful. No, I think
0: I think Creamy's since be Forrest great. Gump, yeah. What's a
3: fumily? What do you say, my <laughs>
2: yeah. family? Me and my family,
1: family. Oh my All
3: right, Southerners God. talk that way. That's I, insulting. I,
0: I gotta, I gotta end that one. And we need to move on because this next one deserves room to breathe. I'm fun. gonna intro this by saying two things. What does the city of Knoxville and Miami have in common? Both has four letters in their sports teams' nickname and makes a bad hiring coach every three or four years. So the Miami Hurricanes fire Manny Diaz and hire, from Oregon, Mario Cristobal. Robbie, you have been the most fired-up human being on this one, so we're going to let you lead us out of the bag. Whoa, Mario yeah. Cristobal to the game.
1: Yeah, well, well. For starters, I'm not sure why you send us out these lists if you don't follow them. But okay, um, we're all, uh, that's on there. That's on there. You. Well, did. it's on there, but we had one point one to seven. I thought we were gonna do that, but okay. Uh, it's called the we're, we're on subject two. Yeah, we're not. But anyways, um. So, what do I think about Mario Cristobal? Fun you are. I think he's going to do well, but well, in the eyes of someone that's not a Miami fan, is different from well in a Miami fan. Look, Miami's—they don't have the money. Like they, oh, we're gonna pay eight million dollars to buy him out. Clemson pisses on eight million dollars. Like they just don't like. It's a different ball game for what Miami thought. Florida State, they're the same thing. There's no money in the ACC. There's not. Clemson's got it all. Um, I, he'll be successful. He'll lose. He'll be. Hey hey hey! All I'll say if he's Kirby Smart, it's a success. If he's Dan Mullen, that's more reality.
0: Was it the worst move in the world to go from Oregon to Miami?
3: Are you
0: nodding your head? Yes.
2: Yeah, uh, that's terrible. I uh, I mean, I think the the Oregon job is is a far better job than Miami. Um, it just kind of baffled me. Maybe it had something to do with who was it that uh, sent to our group message about a potential new stadium um, coming. I don't know. I, it, that, was a, that was a shocker to me.
0: Rod, Cristobal to the Canyons.
3: Well, he's from Miami, first of all. Secondly, he was actually the coach of FIU a few years ago, I think 2007 to 2012, and he was an excellent 27-47, and 47, if memory serves. He got um, fired. He got fired, exactly, 27-47. Robbie said that Miami, now Miami made a ton of money. The problem is Miami has a ton of expenses, including their own university health system, whereas Clemson has only people from Clemson living there. I don't even know if they have a health system. Last year, the University of Miami health system uh, generated $400 million in surplus, which is one of the first times they've done that in a long time, let alone during the pandemic. So you can figure that out. So people are pissed because they're spending that on an unproven head coach who they have to pay his $8 million per year over 10 years. They're paying his buyout at Oregon, which was what? $8, million, 8 million? $9 million? Yeah, and then they're paying Diaz's buyout. So just to get a guy that went 35 and 13 in the pack when the pack was not awesome, they should have been dominating and they didn't. And they're spending all kinds of money just to get this guy, you know, the prodigal son returns, but he's not Dennis Johnson. You know, he's a, he's another guy where the the cart's being put in front of the horse. He has not proven that he can win anything on a big stage. So, why are you spending thirty million just to get him? It's just ridiculous. If you ask me.
2: You what know, now that there? you say that, sorry, one second. Now you say that, Roger. Maybe that's probably why he left Oregon to go to Miami before. Oh, yeah. You know, he got canned there. So
3: Eugene sucks if you're from Miami. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah, so, it's cool. Uh, Bandon Dunes is close, so that's nice.
0: So the uh, names that struck me. This is their list. Y'all may have some different names, but this is from GoDucks.com. I was Matt Campbell, who's bringing up every job. Boise State's Andy Alvaz. Baylor's Dave Andretti. And I said that wrong. UCLA's Chip Kelly. Former Florida coach Dan Mullen. Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott. Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Robbie, is anybody is anybody
1: on that list? Do it for you. So this is this is intriguing. Um, I don't know they bring back Chip Kelly, but I do know a one successful coach in Ohio that is looking for a Power Five job. Luke Fickle has to go somewhere, right? Like he can't stick it stick at Cincinnati. He's outgrown his covers there. So he was uh, our first choice. I, really I, I, I look, I look at Luke fickle. So it, I don't know how Oregon goes back to chip Kelly. Cause chip chip Kelly, he was revolutionary, but defense have passed him by, he hasn't been that great since he's left Oregon. Um, I, if I'm Oregon, I go Luke Fickle. If secondary, I go – if Chip Kelly goes to Oregon, you say I go to I Luke Fickle. I just – Luke Fickle has done a great job, and he just got stuck in a weird situation where every job's got filled while he's trying to win a championship. Kellen Moore did play quarterback at Oregon. He's on the Cowboys.
3: Is he a great OC? No. But I would think he'd have to be up there as well. Uh, I agree with Rob. It's fickle, then more. You can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. Uh, Chip is drastically underachieved with a solid UCLA
0: uh, roster. So I agree with him. From there, the next best opening may be Virginia because even Virginia Tech filled this week. Uh, it, is it a move up? And I'm asking this. Not particularly about Virginia, but for Luke Fickle to move to a mid-level Power Five conference, does it even make sense, Robbie? To move to a, a Arkansas, a Colorado, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't make sense unless it's a job, a destination job.
1: Luke Fickle is in the playoff. Virginia, Arkansas, Colorado, they can't even spell the word playoff
3: in Arkansas that's probably true
0: All right, guys (laughs) is there been any other hires I know Washington Field their job TCU's taken Virginia Tech I didn't even know who Virginia Tech's hire was Uh, and, and Justin Fuentes two years ago or four years ago was one of the hardest names in college football outside of Luke Fickle is there someone that deserves to move up off you? Is there somebody out there that's just we're missing Hmm. Robbie Davis? Do you have anyone?
1: Anyone Anyone needs to move up. Um, not this year. I don't, I think this was a year of pretty much a stagnant year. I mean, no one really impressed me offensively. Georgia impressed me defensively, but is that Kirby Smart? And then um, Jim? Har- no, I, I I don't really get anybody that says, "Hey, I'm an offensive. Cor- I'm not a Joe Brady." I, I don't. I didn't see anyone that year, in my opinion.
0: The uh the only person that I came up with maybe Georgia defensive coordinator Dan Lanning, but to your point, is Kirby Smart not really the True defensive coordinator at Georgia. Jane Brandon, do you have? I mean, is it Tony Elliott, Clemson? Is there somebody on Ohio State? Ohio State staff? Is there is there an assistant that we're missing that's just lightning in a bottle?
2: I mean, nobody really jumps out at me at this point. I think all the big, you know, names and everything are, have kind of been taken. Fickle, uh, obviously, he's he's going to be the last one available. That could fill a big job you know he just got extended was it twenty twenty um, to twenty twenty six just got an extension um, through twenty twenty six got a you know million dollar bump in his salary up to three point four you know I could see him potentially staying in there and, and not leaving but you know Three point four million dollars right now, and after the numbers we've seen this this year, is like a OC's, you know, salary right now. So I think somebody throws money at him. I think Oregon could do it. They've got the money to do it. I think he could potentially go somewhere. But to Robbie's point, you know, he's in the playoffs right now. He can't. He can't partake in this coaching carousel where people are scrambling, trying to find their their coach as soon as possible. So,
0: All right, let's let's sum this up. Rog, have we missed someone that is obviously a new name to the coaching search? I mean, to me, I think Josh Heibel is a year away from being one of the hot names in the coaching search. If he does it again at Tennessee, comes back and wins 10 games, nine games he jumps up, but right now it's way too mature, premature for that. I know you're really high on a couple of recruiters out West. Are one of those guys prepared to be a head football coach? Well, I love
3: Dante Williams who came from Oregon. The only smart thing USC did was to hire him, uh, but he's not ready to be a head coach. But I do think you look at the top programs and their assistants, you know, last year it was Charles Huff, the great recruiters, um, Alabama's assistant coach. If you're assistant coach for Saban, you're going to get a great job. Uh, Huff went to Marshall. He turned them into a seven and five team. Uh, Carl Scott's their defensive back coach. Now a great recruiter, Uh, you know, change Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson, senior, you know, maybe he had his opportunity to be a head coach and he doesn't want to be anymore. LSU was Mickey Joseph. Uh, uh, Brian Hartline, Ohio State's receivers coach. Everybody remembers that guy. Just Almost number said of him. Dudes. Yeah, I mean, Matt Luke, Tony Alford, Kerry Coombs, more Ohio State guys, Charles Kelly, Brian Williams at Maryland. Just top guys that are assistants on top teams. Uh, Sharon Moore at Michigan. It's no secret why these guys can recruit and why they're the top prizes. You know, you never find, you know, the – Offensive line coach at Stanford anymore. So I mean, that's a bad not, Carey, not Kerry,
2: not Kerry Cones. He was our DC this year, and that was the worst part of our okay. team. So
0: he's not, a good recruiter, but yes, a
2: he's a great but recruiter I mean, and he, he's got a taken, ton of energy. He
0: his personal life to get a job, so I'll just leave you with that one. He's,
2: uh, he's a good secondary coach, um, but as far as the D- DC, Head coach, no way.
3: Before this year, he was hot. So hot right no. now.
2: Yeah.
0: Hansel. Uh, so hot right
2: now. He All was right, on guys. the Titans, and All we had one I of think, the worst secondaries, too. So,
0: I think Mr. Robbie Davis stepped away to mix a, a, a drink, as he said he would at some point. But we're going to move ahead. I think we had a great talk about the BCS, a great talk about the coaching openings. But I really got to get some, some ugliness. I love the bowl system, and I'm glad the playoff system has kept the bowl system in place. Um, I'm looking forward to Tennessee playing in the Music City Bowl against a good Purdue team. I'm excited about the bowl season, but I'm also just fed up with how many bowls we have. I start with this, and I, I looked at all the matchups, and I tried to come up with the worst bowl game on the slate. You have in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Oh, that's a yes, good one. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. We have six and six Tulsa. Old Dominion, baby. Six and six Old Dominion. <laughs> What would it take for you to watch that game, Robbie? Would you watch Old Dominion and Tulsa?
1: So, I'm a bowl guy. I like the bowls. I did not know Old Dominion had a football team before I looked at the bowl schedule, but yes, I will watch it and I will gamble on it. I'm a believer of. More information is better than less information, and so more football is better than less football. So yes, I, I had on my bad my bad list: Old Dominion versus Tulsa. I decided I didn't know they had football teams, but hell yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna bet on it, and um why not? So that so bowl season is equivalent to me of when I'm in the casinos, and there's always. Horse racing on that little left TV. It's like, how is there always horse racing twenty four seven? But I like it, and hey, when I'm at rock bottom, I go over there and I bet on it, and I hope for the horses, the ponies, to win. But this bowl season to me is what the left, the left corner of the casino of the horse racing is on, and I like it, and I, I will enjoy, it and I'll bet on it. You were watching Vegas. Vegas. I'm, 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 a, I'm a bowl guy. I'm a bowl You're guy. White yes. Vegas will never yes, die. And throw it on there. I'll bet on. It. I'll watch it. I promise you. I'll, it's better than whatever the hell else I'm going to watch. I will. You're bet not on a on bowl it. guy.
3: You're a betting guy. If I asked you which donkey of two donkeys would fall asleep faster, you'd bet on it.
1: Hey, if there was a donkey bowl, I'd bet on a donkey bowl. Yes, I um, agree. There is agree. in
3: Tijuana. Oh,
1: yeah, in my opinion, there's not enough balls. This, this play the game. I, this, 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 You're this, contradicting this yourself. You just, game, you just. Yeah. This you basketball are, game. This right. is NFL game. This is this is paradise. Just enjoy. Tell it, that people. to Mister
3: Duke and his Mayo Bowl. Okay.
1: Yeah. All yeah. right. Robbie, well, it, Mayo. You
0: said you had a list. Let's hear that list at the back
1: Oh me. Yes. Oh, my bad. My bad. Okay, right, so, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just go good, bad, and ugly. So, my good. So, my good is Auburn versus Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. Talk about pressure. Auburn's under some serious pressure there. The other good, Michigan – or uh, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech, the Pirate against his old team. Oh, boy. Yes, I'll I'll take that. And then Oregon versus Oklahoma, the Fired Coaches Bowl. I love it. Who cares less? Then uh, Tennessee versus Purdue, a lot of points scored. I won't be there because I boycott the New Bowl. Give us the goddamn Florida Bowl. Um, The bad is Old Dominion versus Tulsa. As I said, didn't know they had teams, but, you know, whatever. The other bad is Boston College versus ECU. What? Like, who cares? Like, Literally, literally, who cares? We'll gamble on it, but who cares? Reckless speculation, we will... We, we, I, I promise you, fans, reckless speculation, I will make a bet on that game, whatever, whenever it is. Then the ugly is... UCF versus Florida. UCF has been begging for this game for years and, and Florida has towered out of it. They are forced to play it now. Florida Florida said, we'll play you if you can do two or three to one. UCF said no. UCF's gonna beat Florida and it's gonna be glorious. I cannot wait for this game. Ugly Knox is the ugly game ugly because the it's gonna be ugly for Florida. Those are my full predictions.
0: It's funny. I have Florida and Central Florida in my good. Yeah. uh, Because I'm so looking forward to that game. Just because I believe Central Florida. I was trying to find that line. The Gasparilla Bowl, I think it is. And I don't know what a Gasparilla is. I don't know what that that is. I have no idea. Uh, Anybody got a line on that game?
1: I can't even pronounce a bowl. What uh? Who is it again? Florida?
0: Florida, Central Florida. There it is, Florida, the seven and a half point favorite.
1: Oh, take UCF. Take it to the bank. I,
0: I, I'm, I'm telling you, who's going on the upset alert right now? We've got it. Jane, do you got any good, bad, or ugly from the bowl season?
2: Um, so my good is Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Because they're playing in the Bahamas. So the only good thing about that is you get to go to the Bahamas. Um, My bad, I have to go Marshall versus Louisiana. That's in New Orleans. Fun town, but no one's really going to watch that game. And the ugly is Eastern Michigan versus Liberty. Who's watching that one? I know Robbie will be betting on it, but
1: Liberty is watching okay. that one. Uh, get bet on all these games. All
0: right. Roger, I'll come to you just for a second. I'm going to give you some of my good. I'm going to give you some games that I'm super excited about and why I'm excited about it. I'm super excited about Baylor and Ole Miss because I think that's probably the best matchup of two really good teams. That was my number one. Uh, I am not excited about at all. Well, I am I haven't I'm still excited got
1: about
0: South Carolina, North Carolina playing in the Dukes.
1: Mad all right, Roz, what are your picks? So. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you
0: shut down the host? He's never going to call on you again. You're never going to get asked
3: again. I agree with Everything he said so far, who cares about that? The best. Aside from the playoff, the Baylor Old Miss game was my, and uh, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State were two of my top matchups. That, I mean, just in terms of intrigue, like Arkansas, Penn State, people would think is intriguing. To me, that's boring as hell. Like, neither of those teams can score. They're both going to run the ball. And then the uh, Florida versus Central Florida and the Gasparilla Bowl or it may be Gasparilla, which uh, is, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Google machine told me that that's in Tampa, and that's based upon Jose Gaspar, who was considered one of the last of the Buccaneers uh, in the 1800s, a Spanish pirate or something. So they decided to name it the Gasparilla Bowl. Back to Randall, because Robbie's a jerk, but uh, yeah. Oklahoma, Oregon, NC State, UCLA, I just like, you know, Purdue, Tennessee. I just like matchups that we would never ordinarily see.
2: Arizona State, mm-hmm.
3: Wisconsin. Um, those are all interesting. But nope. some of them, Florida. A&M, Wake Forest, even though they're good teams, Arkansas, Penn State, I'd rather watch paint dry.
0: Everybody missed the absolute worst bowl. Thanks, Robbie. I'm putting you on mute next time. Just because yeah, yeah, you sure. won a fancy football game. The Hawaii oh. Bowl. Memphis. Six and six versus Hawaii, six and seven, with a coach who's under investigation for abusing players. Yes, Todd Graham supposedly called his players sacks of SHIT, and somehow that's abuse. I got called worse in the seventh grade.
1: That guy's the worst, though. Randall, 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 I win so much I forgot I just beat you this last week. I'm sorry for
0: that. If we had federal aid for a football team, we would get it, both of us, along with Jane.
2: (laughs) Hey, my my team's hot right now.
0: I mean, if you're in the bowl
3: and you're any team, especially Memphis, I mean, do you want to go to freaking – the Independence Bowl and what city? I know, it's Hawaii. The whole point of the bowl is just going there. That's one of the best bowls ever for those kids. I I mean, I don't want to go play in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, or wherever that – the Independence Bowl, that's in Shreveport. One time I drove by there on a cross-country trip, and I saw the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. I'm like, this is the biggest piece of – I'm not allowed to say that anymore I've ever seen. Nobody would want to
0: play there ever. The Duke's Bay Bowl, which I'm I'm excited to watch because North Carolina is having to play South Carolina, where is it? They didn't want to do. The combined records are 12 and 12. Six, and awesome. six, and mm-hmm. six, and six. Why didn't they want to play?
2: And North Carolina actually played Notre Dame a pretty close game, it gave them a little bit of a scare this year. So
0: yeah. Notre why did not they want to
3: play? Was this like a civil war thing? Like why they, didn't they want just
2: to- don't want to play.
0: They don't – I mean, North Carolina plays Clemson. South Carolina is the red stepchild. The North Carolina folks were basically, we don't want to play South Carolina. North Carolina wanted any – I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where they think they're better than South Carolina. I mean, if you're looking at the Carolinas, North Carolina is the head
3: and South Carolina is the anus. So – i don't like to play with <laughs> i'll leave that alone but yeah yeah uh, i don't know if this Stop is like there. political or something some kind of like civil like i said civil war i don't even know i didn't know they existed until recently despite the educational system in california uh i didn't know they were states so <laughs> Honestly, about- like why did they get divided like i'm sure it's some colonial bullshit stuff but when tennessee
0: was part of north carolina at one point somehow
3: Oh, well that's fascinating.
0: State what? of Franklin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who
3: cares anymore, honestly? I, I'm with you. Maybe I'm just right, mad because we'll those dumb up. dumbs
0: call themselves USC and they're
3: no one calls them USC, they're South Carolina.
0: We'll we'll wrap it up. Remember Thank we'll, you. I'll be be watching the famous potato Idaho bowl. We yes. Kent State seven and six against Wyoming six and six. <clears throat> But sounds like a last sweet question. Truly, are there one bowl game that's much wa- must watch for you guys besides your favorite teams? Oh, Rod, we want to ask you that on your favorite team. But whatever. what? what? <laughs> How pathetic is that? You can't even make a bowl. You have to be breathing to make a bowl.
1: <laughs> Jane,
0: what's your what's your bowl game that you're going to most watch? Uh, in mm. Ohio State, it's in the Rose Bowl. We oh, it's still yeah, the Rose Bowl. I, I'll take Utah that have, game all day, bro. And
2: we, we're actually playing Utah. I think, uh, you know, we're only six and a half point favorites right now. So um, that's going to be a very interesting game. Um, if we can figure out the defensive side of it and actually uh, can run our full offense, I think we'll be fine. But um, look,
3: one team wants was, to be there, the other does not want to be there. And you yeah. always take the team that wants to be there.
2: Well, I. Ryan Day is, is going to prep pretty well for this one. So, I'll take the coach on that one. For the Bears? Um, no. He's not going. We had this discussion last <laughs> If Ryan We're Day not goes to the damn oh, Bears. I think he okay. may go to the Bears.
3: Let's put some odds on it. No, you heard it here won't.
2: first, folks. He will not be welcome back to Ohio State. He'll be um, oh, like, tuck
1: tough, tail a tragic if you
2: t- occurrence for him. I can't if go you, back to Columbus, Ohio. Oh, God,
3: no, please. Oh. Please don't
1: oh, mute. I think the
0: best I've been Mike to
1: Columbus. Right <laughs>
0: All
1: right. I, I think the best bowl game of the week is going to be uh, Oregon versus Oklahoma. I didn't even get to
2: say mine. Kate, yeah. You
1: no know coach bowl. white how Rob? The no Florida.
3: coach bowl. I like it. That's good. I didn't think of that. Rod, or
0: Jane.
2: You no, know, fine. Go ahead. Sorry. No, Uh, no, I'm actually – I am pretty interested to um, see the uh, – where is it? Old um, Miss-Baylor. I I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see. Um, Baylor's on a hot streak right now, and, you know, Kiffin's a great coach. He can prep pretty well. So, uh, I'd like to see that match up.
0: All right, man. I think you're right. Let's move on to Wadia. And originally I put that we're going to have a 16-team playoff. But obviously in the first segment, we'd established that no one wants a 16-team playoff in this group.
1: No. It'd be so, horrible. Go ahead, Robbie. I said it'd be horrible. Thank you for that astute insight. I appreciate that.
2: So you're contradicting yourself again. You said more yeah. games, more ball games. You, can you did say that earlier. Now oh. you're like less ball games. Are you one of those flip-flop guys? You just don't know which side you're, gonna, you're on. More bowl a games. He's more, more bowl games you, are great.
1: He knows you're an because attorney. That's, that's that's smaller teams getting to play He's with you. God damn it. Who wants to see <laughs> who wants to see 16? Totally who, ju- <laughs> who wants to see them play Alabama? Nobody. Nobody God wants nobody it. has an appetite for that. <laughs> Like I mean, come on, guys! You all that know this. Like I'm, this not, I'm not, I'm not breaking news. This is right. simple, simple. It, it wasn't the Raiders
3: draft that was the best moment. Of the- God damn it! All right, you,
0: it really, it really come it, on, guys. It really grinds right. my gears. So we're going to move into the 18 playoff, and we're going to go around. Surely not. Did
2: not we just do this already? Didn't we already do this? I'm pretty uh, sure we talked about this nope. subject already.
0: I want I won't <laughs> everybody to a upset here. <laughs> oh, and, uh, in the bowl games? Nope. And if we had an 18 playoff, I'm going to give you what the matchups would be. And it, you see <laughs> anybody that sees a possible upset, please comment on it. No problem. The first round matchup would be Ole Miss and Alabama. Would everybody choose Alabama, Alabama. or... Where are these games game. played? These would be neutral site games in the bowls. Still, hmm. the New Year's Six now becomes playoff bowls.
1: Yeah, Ole Miss,
0: Alabama,
3: Wait, Saban Alabama. versus Kiffin—that'd be pretty sweet. you know though, Saban is a—he's a notorious like big gamer, right? Like he could be sleeping
1: on this one. have we already seen this like eight times? <laughs> yeah, Alabama's gonna win. Right. Baylor, Michigan. Michigan. What? This is why an 18 playoff is stupid. The top team's going to win. That,
2: Baylor's on a hot streak okay. right now. Why don't we wait till we get to four to
3: five in other matchups? All right, why don't you guys slow down? Baylor, Michigan. Baylor's a good Baylor. team, man. How do you know they'll beat yeah. Michigan?
0: I think Never
2: Michigan still wins.
0: But... I do too. The next matchup. I think it's another intriguing win. Ohio State in Georgia. Whew. I think that's a what three and a half, four point game, maybe.
2: Yeah. If we can stop the run, we win that game.
3: I'll but. take Ohio State. Stetson Bennett should be selling jeans and boots. Not playing <laughs> quarterback. That guy's He's saying, awful. I guess. What's to say about JT Daniels, who was the number one Gatorade national player of the year. Um, yikes! Yeah, yeah, I'll take Ohio State there.
1: Georgia. All right,
0: we're gonna we're gonna move Ohio State ahead. Cincinnati, yes. Notre Dame, Robbie, go ahead and say Notre it.
1: Notre Dame.
0: Uh, yes, Notre Dame. And haven't we seen this before? At Notre yeah. Dame.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati. Georgia, I mean, Cincinnati. what more can you
3: do? You beat a team at their home. Yeah, other people like the other
0: team. Hmm. All right, so the playoffs would be
1: I'm sorry, wait, what?
0: It, the best it, it thing is...
1: the best thing Nick Saban does is when he loses, he gets to see what they do for him. Play him again, lights out.
2: That's not Nick Saban though.
1: Yeah, this is not Nick Saban. Nick Saban's a little different.
2: This is Notre Dame okay. and Cincinnati. Goes-
3: Nick Saban finish. is the <laughs> NBA. The regular season is useless to Nick Saban. But when it's the playoffs,
2: yeah.
0: that's when Nick Saban becomes Nick Saban. He's you know? like,
2: he's December Tom Brady.
0: And ironically, <laughs> if we played that game, that series of games out, you would get a matchup uh, in the final four of Alabama versus Cincinnati, and you replace Ohio State with Georgia, you get Michigan, Ohio State again. So there's some truth that
2: you end up at the same boat pretty much you,
0: you pretty much get where we're going to get, and you're going to run if you're these teams are just going to run into each other again mm-hmm. so i I don't know the more I do this exercise, the more I think the four game playoff may be maybe better than I give it credit for and so I actually
2: goes. like. I actually like the fact that teams could run into each other again. Like, people are always again. oh, well, we've already seen this same old game. But, you know, to Robbie's point, you know, if if Saban loses a game to someone, you know, shame on me once, you know, twice. Or shame on you once, same, shame on me twice. Like, I think you, you – know, something like that. You know, you know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs>
3: Well, it's uh, only interesting with Alabama though because nobody expects Saban to lose.
2: Yeah, but I well, think you could get that with some of the other good coaches. Like to really, you think they're going to try and or, or go into that game more prepared than ever? Like after they already lost, they're gonna they're gonna study that film and see what their weaknesses are. Like. like, I think it becomes a coaching chess match at that point, and you really get to see talented teams go back and forth again. So,
1: well, I, I'll say this, I. I don't disagree. I think my issue with it right now is the timing of it. Like, we, it doesn't seem like we have a fair playing field. Like, if you give, if you go to eight, I thought Savings is going to win every year. Like, I, like, he just needs to go away. And then, let's what's see. the difference between
3: that and now?
1: What uh, I'm saying. Don't, uh, make, it eight, don't, um, let don't make it eight, though. save let's let him retire. Let's let Saban retire, and then, and then let's let's. Re- I don't back. think that.
2: I don't think that helps Saban whatsoever. He's going to coach from the. Gray, you still got to cut. You still got to cut from eight to four,
1: and well, you're going to yeah, end up in the but, same but spot. It, I mean, if he can lose two and still get in, that helps him tremendously.
3: Paterno stayed alive somehow on machines and was the head coach, and he had a. We're not going to say a kitty toucher as an assistant coach. He still was the Sandusky. head man. Saban is but, not going to ever leave until he's dead. And after that, they'll just put him on machine. But I'm, but
1: I'm saying like, like, and he'll come back to life. Like, so, so, so for, the, for, for instance, this year, if Georgia happened to beat Alabama, they were out this year. If they beat him with an 18 playoff, they're still in. So, Saban's still alive. With but two ultimately, so, ultimately right, aren't ultimately
2: aren't we trying to get to the best teams? So they're, if yeah. Saban's the best no, team no, no, at that
0: no, no, point,
1: no, no, no. no, Brandon. So your point is they're going no to get in no matter what. To our so team's trying to win. That's all so we're, we're trying care. to get to. Your so, point is to just whatever gets
2: Saban out of the playoffs. Yes, whatever gets our team to win. But if he's got right. right. the best team, I know. Sorry, we ramble on, Randall. Sorry. You created this. All right, this. let's move on
0: to the NFL. <laughs> we only have one quick NFL topic oh, this week.
1: I can't wait for we're
0: this. We're running. We're running late on time, but we <laughs> not we us. Couldn't, we couldn't be remiss. Uh, what be remiss to not mention Monday Night Football and the fact that the Patriots won a game by throwing the football three times. Now. It became early in the day the weather reports came out, 30 miles, blustery winds, horrible conditions. The Bills still threw the ball 30 times in those conditions. Is Belichick just smarter or was it just common sense? I'm not going to throw the ball in this weather. I'm going to throw it three times. Robbie, you were intrigued by this a little bit. What What makes – what? How did he even come up with this game plan?
1: I cannot wait to talk about this game. This is the most fascinating game I've ever seen in my life. Um, I did not think it was possible, literally possible, to only throw the ball three times in a game and win. This, this is the equivalent of me playing Brandon in Madden and saying I'm running the tall sweep right every single game, every single feel play like, whole game feel like and him not accurate. figuring out how to stop it. it. It it's unfathomable. Like like it's this a total bitch slap, you're right. Yeah, this is the most undressing of a coach that I've ever seen. Like he, he this is you are NFL teams and he told you what he was gonna run. And and they couldn't stop it. Like I don't get how the Buffalo Bills players go back to that coach, like, yeah, we got you. You know what you're doing. It it was the most. It was so embarrassing.
3: It yeah. let alone the defense, the vaunted Buffalo Bills defense. That, yeah, it, yeah, they've suffered attrition from free agency, it, but give me a freaking break.
1: It, this this had to have felt felt better for Bill Belichick with one of those Super Bowl trophies he has. Like, this was just an embarrassment of a division rival. Like, I just wiped the floor with you and just did the same. Like, I, I don't I, – I can't – explain. it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in sports.
3: But like you're saying, it's football, right? It's me versus you, ground and pound. They yeah. told them that they were doing – they just yeah. mowed over them. And it, it was like varsity versus like a bunch of – peewees like fifth graders yeah. they just they knew what was coming like 26 27 mac jones was two of three for like 19 yards that's amazing it's unbelievable. and you know i don't know if mcdaniels you know who was the broncos coach for a bit is the smartest or dumbest coach ever <laughs> like why don't you just do this every play for the rest of your life wow i mean if you're buffalo i agree you can't look yourself in the mirror And and they knew that Buffalo couldn't run on them, Uh, you know. So, it, it, you know, quite frankly, it probably should have been like 30 to nothing. Uh, The weather just – I agree with Rob. I mean, if the weather wasn't there, then they probably would have run the ball slightly
0: less. But they didn't have to throw it. It didn't matter. Brandon?
2: Well, if you look – sorry, go ahead.
0: Did watching this game feel like we were playing eighth-grade football again? Because we – I think I saw the same game plan in an eighth-grade game one time.
2: It didn't. This is the mastermind of Bill Belichick. You look back at the weaknesses of the Buffalo Bills. You look at when they face heavy-run first teams, Titans, Colts. Titans put up – Titans have the numbers on the Bills. They rush for, you know, 150-plus every time. Um, and just run through the Bills. This year, Colts, Jonathan Taylor, hottest running back out there right now. They He rushed for like 185 yards against them. Um, it, this is not, a, you know, some surprise method here. You guys are going on like you didn't know the Bills couldn't stop the run. It doesn't matter if they know it's coming. They can't stop the run. Look at Look at history. I mean, they used to. They used to, but not this year. And that is their weakness. Yeah, they're a great team offensively. Their defensive line is atrocious. their Their linebackers are not executing well. Uh, it doesn't matter if they put eleven men in the box; they're not stopping the run. Like you just can't do it. So, this is just Bill Belichick film study one hundred and one. Cold weather game. We're not even going to risk it. We're going to run it down your throat, and you can't stop us because we've seen your film. We know exactly who to attack.
1: You can't stop it. Uh, Brent, I agree with you. The Bills suck at run, run defense. But that was, just an, that was just a literally just I am just smarter than you, just all on your face. I, you can't stop what I'm doing. Like that, that was the most humiliating thing I've seen in professional sports in my lifetime well and i
2: think i think the game changes until um, harris broke that run and scored the first touchdown they went for two and they get they get an eight-point lead so then when you're sitting in the driver's seat already and you're you know everyone's talking about end of the wind downwind maybe you'll pass it when you're downwind maybe you know into the wind we're, we're not going to pass so you, you look at that thought process and you think, okay, now you're in the catbird seat. You don't even have to throw the ball when you're downwind. The, you've already ran 11 minutes off the clock or whatever it was. Like you changed the game just by that one run that they broke. So I think the schemes would have been different if they didn't score that touchdown. They would have thrown the ball a little bit more, but especially downwind. But once you already got in that position, now it's just like let's just run it and eat the clock and kill this game. Like two for three just, for
3: nineteen yards. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's geez. it's
2: unbelievable, unbelievable. I've, yeah, I've never witnessed anything. And the like game it. was never
3: in doubt. It was never. But this in
2: was doubt. this was the perfect setup for this to happen. A terrible run defense. Um You know, a masterminded coach. And that's what Belichick does. He brings everyone else back to earth.
3: Exactly. Blowing Buffalo and.
1: Say, I'll run it every single time until I don't absolutely have to. And he just did it. And like. Then he still ran the ball. I don't want to discredit that factor, but
2: the setup was, I mean, pretty sweet for him to to take that kind of stance. So.
0: (laughs) So, God. Let's move like on. like he knows what he's something. doing or something. We've, we've got right. a couple of subjects in about 10 minutes to get through. We want to quickly touch on college basketball first. I, I want <laughs> to say that congratulations to Purdue. Good I would weekend, have lost love every penny in my bank account. If someone had asked me, I'll give you 101 odds. Has Purdue ever been the number one team in the country? I would have bet a thousand times over Purdue had been number one before. Remember Robbie so Hall? No, make it to number one. I have... Five general questions, which any of you can answer, add your own, or move on. One comment about college basketball real quick. One, Duke, I find, can send Coach K out with a great season. Two top ten wins. Purdue, again, being number one. Also, Gonzaga seems very vulnerable to me at this point. And Memphis, after a 5-0 and start, is struggling. So my good is the Boomerle of Makers. My bad is Memphis. I also really like this Duke team. So give me Duke and Purdue as risers. Gonzaga and Memphis as my fallers. Robbie Davis, what do you got on your risers and fallers in college? it? Um.
1: My risers, I've got Alabama. I think they're really, really good again. Um, they shoot the three very well. Um, Purdue, obviously. I was with you, Randall. I was shocked when I heard they've never been ranked number one. Uh, Robbie Hummel had a great team. Uh, Glenn Big Dog, Big Dog Robinson had a great team with Conzo. I thought they were number one, um, but I guess not. Um, I think USC It also has really talented – um Andy uh, Enfield Enfield whatever he uh, he's coaching very well they are a force in the West Coast. Um, that's my risers, my uh, fallers are yeah, Memphis. They lost at, to Georgia and Omiss. Miss. Not, but my loser of the week is Florida. Florida lost to Texas Southern. Oh my gosh. At home, that's a horrible, horrible loss. Now, they won't, won't prevent them from getting the tournament, but that's a horrible loss seeding-wise.
0: Absolutely. Good point. I'll I, I blaze that one. Brandon Jane, what do you have on this? Rosers and ballers.
2: Well, I'm going to be a homer here and call my Buckeyes out a little bit. We did beat Duke. Um, jumped up a little bit. Rose, eight spots. So, playing better. Beat Penn State. Um, you know, tough matchup there, so we're getting there. Fallers, BYU, well, they, I think they may have had one loss and dropped 12 spots pretty pretty drastically. I don't see them in the top 25, you know, within the next week or two. So, short and sweet,
0: Rod. Uh, one thing,
2: one thing about Purdue. Uh, I don't Congrats to them on number one, by the way I don't think they lose again this year um, I don't think they They have a tough matchup until uh, January 3rd When they play Wisconsin So they don't play anyone till till Then, so they're kind of coasting through the end of the year In my opinion Go ahead
0: Yeah, good point uh, Rods, anybody on the west coast that's caught your eye? I
3: mean, I don't want to obviously it's not usual that I can honk my horn when it comes to college basketball, but yeah, SC is a very well-balanced team. Um, You know, I love Boogie Ellis. He's a San Diego native that transferred from Memphis uh, mainly because Penny Hardaway can recruit, but he has these unending loyalties. Uh, Right now it's to a point guard, Alex Lomax, who he coached in high school that is nowhere near the player as Alice and Ellis transferred to USC and even though USC had a generational player last year in Evan Mowgli, they are a better team this year. And that's kind of my point, that you can have bigs all day like Gonzaga does, but if they're slow, like last year, it doesn't matter. Baylor had athletic guards. And in my opinion, if you have athletic bar- guards that can shoot the basketball, you're going to be fine. So when you look at that, you look at a team like USC, UCLA – uh, Purdue's got Jaden Ivy. You know Chet Holgr- Holmgren is uh, obviously a huge white guy that can do a lot, but he doesn't handle the ball. He's got to get the ball. He can, but he's got to get the ball to him. And maybe they're not just the team we thought. You know, whereas Mike Banchero, um, the other kids on Duke, Keels, who stepped up in that first game. You know, they they played really well. So for me, if you look at aggressive shot making guards that's where you need to go and and, you know Villanova's got Gillespie and some others but they're not exactly shot makers and you you know I hate to say this but that's definitely Tennessee's weakness I know you guys all well two of you love them when, when you put pressure on their guards they can't do anything they cannot shoot And Fulkerson is Fulkerson, but he's not overly athletic. You could easily beat him up with somebody more athletic. Um, They don't have shot makers, and Tennessee is in serious trouble. I thought they would be better based on that, but you have to be able to score the basketball when it's all said and done. And only about five or six teams really can. Um, Yeah, Alabama, I think, is overrated, but they're one of them. Kentucky, well, maybe like 10 teams. Uh, Arizona, Kansas, Texas, Gonzaga. I'll throw USC in there. UCLA, Duke, Baylor, Purdue. Uh, Auburn's got that Powell kid, right? What's his name? The freshman? No, somebody else. But uh, yeah. I I mean, you got to have a guy that can score the basketball and create his own shot. And most teams don't, including Tennessee. I hate to say it.
2: Can we talk uh, briefly about that was, that was last good, night? Was
1: good answer to a non-question.
2: Can we was there a I don't even know. Madison Square Garden. The uh, oh, Jimmy Jimmy V. The, like the shot percentage making. What was going on there? Like it, it what? Was
0: really bad in Villanova Syracuse. Yeah, there the has. That's what I'm saying.
2: Messed up. It, like all both games, like all four teams, those are good teams, you know. And yeah, well, typically, free, you know, no, the, are in the upper thirty percent to forty percent. Yeah, shooting, the
1: free right. throws is what got me. No one shot above seventy percent free throws. Like the, the 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 basket yeah. had to have been, moved slightly smaller.
3: Tennessee's <laughs> I mean, guards can't shoot at all, and we all know that.
1: Oh my god! But, but
3: evidently, who's a shot Tennessee maker there? Guys, there. No
0: there are one. Or Villanova's. All
1: right. Yeah, which, I mean, it was awful. But Purdue, Purdue looks like the number one shot. team right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Purdue looks really
2: good. They're All the right, most guys, complete team, for,
1: for sure.
0: It, and Robbie brought it up, and uh, I kind of researched it a little bit. I, I'm i surprised Stephen Curry is where he's at on the all-time scoring list. I actually thought he would be high, higher. But when you look at his career, he's played a 900 and or 785 games, he's going to break the 20,000 point mark and basically under 10 full seasons of actual gameplay. A couple of years ago, Stephon Curry was called a game changer, a real changing the NBA. Where is his career gone and where will it go in the next several years? Robbie, you did the most research, so let's hear your opinion.
1: Can I go last? Okay, you can
0: go last. Raj.
3: It's a different NBA. I mean, it's not a half-court game anymore. Yeah, he changed the game in the sense – so did the referee. So did a lot of different things. Uh, you know, now it's not a half-court game. After, after Shaq left and whatnot, you can't really bang. You can't do a lot of things. I, I guess he was the first guy to not only shoot consistently from outside, but to make them. You know, for an unlimited range. But personally, I think it's been horrible for the game. I don't like seeing kids that like pull it from 40 when they used to be like Jordan or something and, and they pull it from 40 feet and try to make three pointers. That to me is wuss basketball. He's taken more shots because he can take those shots. I, I don't, I'm not concerned with the time that it's taken him to score points. He's obviously a great shooter, but you put him. And I hate to be the get-off-my-lawn guy, but you put him in 1990 NBA and his ass is on the ground constantly where they don't call fouls. And, yeah, I mean, they didn't – it was just a completely different game. They played a lot of man. People would pick you up a lot sooner. Whereas now it's just – you know, nobody plays defense in the NBA, let alone on a guy that can shoot from 30 feet. And the NBA knows. He, He sells jerseys. It's a different game now. He's a great player, but let's not anoint him, Is my point.
2: Chamber. I, I um, somewhat agree, but it, it's a different game, but it's not, it's not his fault. You know, no, you, look at, no. you, you look at, like you said, the refs and everything else. Now there's flagrant fouls and, you know, all this flopping. And, you know, peop- back in the day, that was not the case. I mean, you, you know, it was one-on-one basketball. I mean you, you didn't move the ball quite as much as you do nowadays. Um, you had you, to be believing. You it, yeah, you got it to your players um that score and it, you take it to the paint and that's what that's what it was. Um I I don't I think in in the same era I think Larry Bird could have been up there as far as yeah. shooting um and three pointers. Yeah, but he 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 took the 15 foot jump shot every time because that he would drive the he, paint, and he could, because
3: he created it.
2: it and created he created, it. right? But I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that either. I think Steph Curry's taking advantage of his situation, the rules, the time, everything. But let's not, let's not knock him here. Like he's one of the yeah, greatest great shooters, player. if not the greatest shooter that I've ever seen like he's Great. completely changed the game now you can walk into any high school gym and you've got these kids pulling up like you said you know 40 45 feet throwing up bombs trying to trying to Im- imitate Steph Curry so and now I mean we saw it last night what Tennessee was like three for 42 or something at at three point line I mean, do, I, I even texted everybody last night. Do, do people not drive the paint anymore? No, everyone sees Steph Curry and what he's doing. And I mean, he pulls up from half court and hits it like nothing. I mean, his pregame routine, he's shooting from well, the stands and everything. You know, it's that's because
3: Tennessee can't drive the basketball and because that's slow. Fulkerson's clogging up the middle. Well, not um, to harp on from that, that
2: I'm just using that as an example. These guys think you know, they're going to
3: win a championship.
2: Nowadays, people are, are throwing up 40 and 53s in a game, which is, you know, well, I, insane. Point. You know, that's I said last night, you know, uh, why can't we – I think Randall muted everybody. What's going on here? No. You, you know, all hear me? Yeah, we can Okay. I couldn't hear anything. Um Like, I said last night, like, we can't even drive the paint anymore. Like, what's going on? Like, nobody can, you know, pass the ball to get a mismatch, drive the paint. Anyway, to his credit, he's 15 short of being the all-time three-point leader. Um, He's like 43% from the three-point line. I believe with tonight's game, he plays again on Saturday, he will surpass that record. Um, and it's it's pretty awesome, um, in my opinion. So I know Robbie's got a lot of lot of stuff to talk about on that. So we'll take it to him.
1: Yeah. So I honestly think this should be an entire show on where Steph ranks on the pantheon of NBA players. Uh, the reason why I say that. Is because no one's been like him before. And you see people like he, like, I think this, like, honestly, like, I was researching this and I was thinking about this before. I think it's the hardest topic that we've all discussed to date about where he ranks. Because how do you rank someone that's so unique, um, like, magic? Jordan, Shaq, they've changed the NBA, right? So they changed the way the NBA was played. Curry has changed the way basketball has been played. Like, no one has ever, like, so you can be Magic. You can be 6'9, and can be able to dribble and pass. That's one thing. You can be Jordan, be 6'6, be able to, uh, Do a fadeaway. You can be Shaq and be 7'3", 340 pounds and dominate. But that's not possible for most people. What fascinates me about Curry is that every single level of basketball, he has just changed. Because now you don't have to be big. You can just shoot. And that, to me, is a next level of, oh, my gosh, you just change what characteristics of basketball players have been. The only comparison I have that I can think of is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods changed a whole generation of what golfers look like. It was now, it wasn't the nerdy white guys. It was the athletic guys that can bomb it. They can shoot it. Like that's what Steph Curry did to – basketball what Tiger did to golf and to me like what is that great like that's what I'm saying we need a whole show of this like what does this grateful le- greatness level look like because he he changed basketball every single level like yeah you look at the downside of it last night Tennessee shooting basketball but he 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 made that he made that game the way it is mm-hmm. like it wasn't that until he did it. And so to change everything, is that greatness? Is it talent? Or is it a little bit of both? But it's something to talk about. I literally – we should do a whole show about where we rank him on this greatness level. That's fine. Uh, Randall, we- you
3: played the game. What are your thoughts? Because
0: I, I don't I, know. I can't
3: disagree more.
0: I, I, I don't know <laughs> because – I checked, I be, I'm going to be honest with you, I checked out on the NBA at one point, and it was in the period of Steph Curry's greatness. Now, I'll be honest with you, I saw Steph Curry play at Davidson, and I thought he was a mar- remarkable, but I felt like in the Southern Conference he was protected a little bit. I think it would be a good debate, but I, I'm a big believer on playing on both ends of the court, and it's hard for me to judge the guys. If Steph Curry was what, what?
3: He's protected now, that's for sure.
0: I think James Harden's a great scorer. I don't think James Harden's a great basketball player. So oh, there's a right. difference in that.
2: I'd but, actually say Steph Curry's no slouch on the defensive end. So, I mean, I I'd give him credit on that. Uh He's not James Harden, for sure.
0: So uh, I would – I think uh, that would be an interesting subject to bring all 10 up, by, bring your top 10 and see where you cause. I'm kind of an old school. And plus I like Ford. I like the Bob Lanier's and Julius Irvin's and stuff, but I
1: really don't know. It's it's, I, it's I, hard I, to I, compare. I, I, looked, I looked at the list today. I looked. I was like, where did where, like this? This is a complex conference. It should be a whole show. Like It's complex. It's so hard. It's like, you have Shaq, you have Kobe, you have Michael, you have LeBron. Then you have Jerry West. Like, but but Steph would murder Jerry West. The problem is, it depends not on who's officiating. Apples. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not a different era. It was much more half court,
3: yeah. and back then it was a lot more in your face basketball. Steph yeah. Jerry West would absolutely murder Steph Curry if there were no refs. Not that saying that he would thump him. Curry depends on his quickness and his step back, and I don't need to make that voice with him. But, he, you know, I, I think he's more Steve Kerr than Michael Jordan.
1: Well, I, uh, this, this is why I, it's a great debate. We could talk for two I, hours
3: I don't think on it's this, that, this. It's, it's, it's kind of like could. football, like, oh, well, Alabama. We know Alabama's a damn good team, and they beat mostly everybody. But just because somebody's from another conference, I like to BS and say it, it would be a game. It's not going to be a game. I mean, Alabama's just better. And there are a lot of players that are just better than Steph Curry. Yeah, he can shoot, but so can, like, 13-year-olds in Indiana.
1: Right. But, look, look, the the argument is, like, if Larry Bird had the three-point shot back then, Larry Bird would average 50 points a game. Like, you know – well, he yeah. did well, have a three-point for some of his career, but Larry Bird could create his own shot. No, no, no. no Even it, though he was it Larry utilize, Bird, it was it was a it was a nuance back then.
3: It was. Yeah, well, I mean, people he didn't. He didn't used really his frame it, and defense. He was a very savvy player. He could create his own shot. I yes. don't think Steph Curry could create his own shot aside it's, from like oh, a couple of crossovers and stepbacks.
2: That's are you, Like he can't who, use his size. Yeah, you're right. We should have a whole entire debate Yeah, though.
1: yeah. This would be a great. This is a two-hour like, show. Talk, we can talk for two
2: hours on this. Yeah, because I, there's a lot of points I strongly agree with on both sides, and then disagree with. So he's a great and, shooter.
0: Over the yeah, and it's, and it's
2: different public. rules though. It's different rules. Exactly. You, you have to be all right, valuable all right. and adapt. All right, we
1: got. Like, we got. We got to subscribe. We got. to got. We got we to. uh What, what do we got to do, Brandon? What's our? What's our? What's our thing? We got to say.
0: Uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to subscribe, like, and follow River City Media. And you're going to put this subscribe on YouTube so every time we go live, you'll get a notification. Yeah. I want to get to, uh, and we will do a top 10. You know, over the summer, we get a chance to do a little more of these top 10 led best uniforms. I've just put this in my notes. Top 10 basketball players of all time. We will come back to this.
1: I want to get on to
0: upset alert. If you want to put somebody in the playoffs on upset alert, you're reaching ahead. You can do it. I'm eventually going to put Michigan on, I mean, Georgia on upset alert. I've got some this week, though. And I've got a big one in the NFL. So I will start with my upset alert for this week. And I am going to put a five-point favorite on upset alert in the NFL. That being the New Orleans Saints. I think the Jets are going to catch the Saints. They have struggled mightily at times. Uh, And the Jets also get the Saints at home. I think the Jets are custom-built to stop Taysom Hill. So, I'm gonna put the New Orleans Saints on upset alert in the Big Apple this weekend. Anybody else would like to? Who would be like to go next? Just put somebody on. Are we going upset
1: alert or bet you nuts? Upset alert.
0: alert, Then we'll do. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll go upset alert. Upset alert. So, in in uh, the most cockiest of cockiestville. In America, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They, yeah, they've just beat George. They've just beat Gonzaga. They've got number four, 14, Houston coming in town. They're playing at 10 o'clock at night. I'm not sure why, but they are. So, Saturday night, Houston is going to beat Alabama in the Colon Col- Col- Coliseum. They will get beat. So, I'm taking Houston, basketball against Alabama. Take it this weekend.
0: Nice one. Raj Mehta. Uh
3: The Ravens are two-and-a-half-point dogs at Cleveland. I'll take
0: Baltimore.
2: I, I do like that one.
0: And Brandon Jane.
2: My upset is going to be Washington football team plus four over – the Dallas Cowboys who
0: good one you both hit on all three of you hit on 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 one so, head broken down. Wait, right, so that's
1: screwed is what you're talking no, That's not an upset. It is. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah, the cowboys are favored. Okay. By four that's,
1: points. That's my bet your nuts pick, but you stole my thunder, but okay. So Rod stole okay. my bet your nuts pick. Yeah. So <laughs> so what? <laughs> so
2: it's like, we, it's like
1: we need a planning meeting before we do it. I know. It's
2: fine if it's we're all the hard. same. That means, you know, it's good, right? It's I, bet bet you know, I don't want to be part go of your, your meeting. My bet your nuts is the Ravens plus two and a half um, over the Browns. They just came off a tough loss. They're bouncing back. It's the Browns. Come on. Give me Baltimore all day.
0: Bet oh, your God, nuts on that. Reverse order.
3: Bet your nuts. Uh, I wrote this down earlier. I, uh, the game's already over, but I had West Virginia minus two and a half over UConn. UConn's a better team, but they're without uh, Sinogo and Tyrese Martin. their second and third best players. UConn still kept it super close. And the final, um, I think West Virginia covered by half a point. So that was my go-to. I bet on them because everybody was all over UConn, but they did announce 30 minutes before the game that UConn was going to be out two of their best players. And along the same lines, Danny Hurley as a coach is a hell of a lot better than Bobby Hurley as a coach. Uh, Arizona State is garbage, whereas UConn is consistently very good. Um, So it was West Virginia, another basketball. Um, I don't know the score, but I did have Utah Valley State plus seven and a half against Southern Utah. I don't know if that's tipped off or not,
0: but that was my other one. Robbie Davis.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to bring some normalcy to this conversation. I've got the football team mine or no, plus four and they're oh. playing the Cowboys this tomorrow or Sunday, I guess. And then hold on, let me let me back that up. So, <laughs> I've got the football team, two out of three weekends, they're playing them. They one this weekend, one the third weekend. So, two out of three weekends, they're the football team. This weekend, at home, they've got them. Um, And then, wait a second, free bet, free bet alert, free bet alert. We need, like, we need like buzzers. Uh, I got Tampa Bay minus three at home against Buffalo on a short week. They've been embarrassed. Their players no longer believe in that coaching staff. That's going to crumble. So I've got Washington and Tampa Bay. You can pull yeah. it if you want to. If you, I, I, if you like more money, I'm going to do it. But whatever you want to do.
2: So look, Washington football team's on a four-game winning streak right now. Uh, beating the Bucks, Panthers, Seahawks, and Raiders. Yeah. Um, pretty quality teams, you know, a couple of them there. Sorry, Raj. Um, that's That was why I, I picked them, you know, for the upset for sure. And, you know, could have parlayed that into a bet you're nuts by, by all means. And the Cowboys cannot win a big game for whatever reason. And I know a few weeks ago, Raj and I both had them potential Super Bowl candidates um no chance these guys are they will fold tuck tail and run randall i
3: like the falcons plus two and a half at carolina what has carolina done and my final question is does tennessee cover against the
1: jaguars
3: eight and a half
1: tennessee we are a shell of ourselves we have so many injuries um i wouldn't bet one way or the other I think, mm-hmm. we, I think we win, but... I'd take I this money line, but I would not take the points. I agree. I'll take Great. the Falcons' money line.
0: I, I agree with you on the Falcons, but that's not going to be my best bet. I'm going to go with a road team who is playing awful against the hottest team in the NFL with my bet you're nuts. I'm going to get the Rams plus two and a half on the road on Monday night football versus the cards and i'm playing must win i feel like this is a must win for the rams playoff chances don't it's bet too much,
1: much. <laughs> hey
0: i'm i yeah i wouldn't bet too much either and bonus bet bonus bet bonus bet i i, I hey, y'all have spirit hey, fingers hey, like hey, what's
1: hey, this hey spirit hey spirit fingers hey. we got going <laughs> on here those kind of bets I only bet uh, chains under the couch cushion under the other couch cushion under the bottom of the couch money. Well,
0: that could be four dollars to 5000 grand. Yeah, so. it is
1: expensive. It's so expensive.
0: All right. Last words for the night. I need to do something kind of serious here. So if y'all can bear with me for a second. Coach Pat uh, on the Four Horseman site that a lot of people follow – It's not a wrestling site. It's an actual um, sports card selling site. Also, he's uh, here on River City Media on the All-Centered Show. He is a graduate of Oxford High School in Michigan where the tragic shooting took place. Uh, Coach Pat and some of my group of sports collectors George Jackson, um, some of the other shows that we're involved with in Michigan are putting together a fundraiser that's going to be December the 11th. They're going to have a lot of uh, fun, a lot of sports memorabilia. It's live on Facebook. All proceeds are going directly to the families of the shooting victims. So we here at River City Media are going to link the show. If you want to show up and bid... Or you want to donate to the cause? We would greatly appreciate it. But just check River City Media's page. Uh, I've really uh, spent 30 years in college or in high school football. Uh, one of the young men that lost his life as a high school football player that's we'll talk about—I'm going to talk about at another time. But please support. The off the center guys, as they raise funds. If you'd like to donate, come to River City Media. The information to directly donate to the families will be there. So I appreciate y'all taking the time. And if you haven't, read the story of the young man, Tate Meyer, um, and also say a fa- prayer for those families. Uh, I know it's kind of heavy. Don't want to get too heavy. I'll have some more follow up to that later on. But let's go with Brandon Chain for the next closing closing comments
2: what a great show I, th- I think robbie's right it's one of our better shows for sure <laughs> this Especially is when fun Robbie
0: said gd on the air
2: yeah you know we gotta kind of we need one of those like buzzard buttons you, know, you can kind of mute him <laughs> out but
0: um, i actually have a six second delay i didn't actually think i was ever gonna have to look it up but clearly Reckless Beclamation is going to be the first place it gets hooked
2: up. Hey, well, this could not be a more fitting name, you know, for this, this crew and, and what goes on here. So, no, it's fun. Um, man, love the show. Love doing it. Love uh, our conversations and topics. So, um, yeah, I I wouldn't listen to Robbie too much on the, some of the stuff, though.
0: Raj Mehta, we're going to give Robbie the last word. I don't like getting overly political, but I
3: agree with you. Uh, this is not a gun control issue. I think we're well past it being a gun control issue. Uh, in this particular case, there were millions of signs and, that this young man had uh, serious issues and was absolutely fairly disturbed. The infrastructure failed him. Everything failed him. You know, for years, it's. This, I hate to be overly, like, theoretical here and want to be philosophical, but how many people are passed through the cracks, so to speak? And it used to be when it came to academics. Now it's with respect to, like, psychological behavior. And, and there's just, why aren't there checks and balances for a young man like this with issues for years And these children are losing their lives. I I mean, again, I'm extremely pro-gun control. Why mass shootings have become an American phenomenon, it's part of everyday life now, is disgusting. The rest of the world thinks we're psychos, and I agree. Uh, But this isn't necessarily just a gun control issue. It's a much bigger issue than that. And yes, my thoughts and prayers are with all of these families and these kids, but it's systemic it's not just political
0: it's also um we need to get the mental health help to the younger folks that they don't seem to get i i am i am a, a a graduate i'll call it of the mental health system and i i would not be here if it wasn't for the fine facilities that my in my late 20s that i became involved with so yes it is absolutely a mental health issue too um we need to we need to do a better job again not getting political robbie make lighten the mood up for us
1: well <clears throat> That's not i helpful. will lighten the mood up in this this sense um Roz <laughs> said my favorite words thoughts and prayers which means he will donate $500. Brandon will donate $500. And I will donate $500. We will all day donate $500 uh, to help uh, whatever is going on. Uh, we'll do all that. And um, it's not look, look. You know what? We just need, we just need to, to tell people what we need instead of people telling us what you want. And I think that's just kind of, everyone says, oh, this is what you need. This is what you need. People just tell us what you want. Tell us what kind of mental, everyone deals with mental illness and just tell us what you need instead of te- we, we we force things on people so much. And that's not, that's not how you solve problems. It's what you need, not what you want. So, um, and I guess my, it's just I hate to see anyone lose their life or anyone lose any kind Here. of comfort. And so, yes, um, Brandon, Raj, and I will all donate money to so such charity that we need to, and uh, we will do our part to help.
0: Yeah, we'll get together as River City Media and get a donation together for sure. And uh it's great that those guys if they don't uh, want to do it,
1: I'll donate for them, but I think they will do it
0: yeah absolutely we'll find we'll figure something out for sure uh again, we've been it's a good thing to be socially active this show, of course, we've supported the kidney Foundation was great uh uh we're 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 definitely community related, and uh we want to keep that up, but it was overall a good show. We didn't clank it as bad as the balls did last night in Madison Square Garden, but we did did come and play for four quarters. I think we won. We might even have covered tonight. So for Raj Mehta, for Brandon Chain, for Robbie Davis, for River City Media, join us next week for more Reckless Speculation.